Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The reason I've trolled boundaries in the past is because, like I said before, it's the way. And it's also what you just said made me realize. I think, I think is that when you don't mean your boundaries is when they come across as these Instagram boundaries of like, I will not, you don't really mean (laughs) it. And that's why it's coming across weird because technically we're all boundaried every single day in things that, of course, in the way that we are in in what we accept and like the way we speak to people, whether it's like, I don't know, confronting your man for something that he did. Like that's, those are boundaries, but yeah, I feel like it, and those things we don't, we don't package them as boundaries because it feels natural. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that, that, that Instagram version I've trolled in the past. I think the common denominator is that you don't actually mean it. It's just you're doing this thing. It's a trauma response. It's like you think that in order to save yourself from whatever happened to you last time, mm-hmm. you're going to try this thing that you saw on Instagram. We're really not cut off for this remote recording thing. We're really, really not. Good morning, everybody. Hi, greetings. We are throwing you back to 1999. <laughs> the audio quality is actually depressing. It's very I'm even depressing. confused because I can't hear myself. Like, maybe I should put one headphone back. Okay, yeah, that's far. Hi. Good morning. I'm Fola. And I'm Rakia. And welcome back to episode 65. Oh, oh wait. I'm I'm not us being out of sync. Really out of sync. We sincerely apologize. We are remotely recording today because I'm down bad. Oh, we don't apologize. You're sick. I'm sick. I have COVID. It's so crazy that that's still a thing. It's a little bit cringe, to be honest. I'm joking. It's crazy. No, it's so funny. I feel like um so I sent a COVID test to my mum and she was like, haha, funny. <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, seriously, no, I'm really sick. And she was like, oh shit, she thought it was a pregnancy test. Oh <laughs> yeah, that I was pranking her with. And she then after so she, she was like, how funny. Um and then after she was like, oh sorry. But I I no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> No one can. It, COVID don't is it old seriously. News. It really is, and it's a bit like okay. So I don't know. It's it's the new cold now. I think it is, but it's not because it's, when you have it, it's actually not a joke. No, it's not. On all week, I've just I haven't felt myself like I'm literally like falling asleep at my desk. My mm. brain is so scattered, like I can't think properly. Yeah, and I'm literally. It's like on my way home on the commute it's like I'm fighting for my life genuinely and as soon as I get in like I just need to get get to sleep so I've really soldiered this week and then yes I was like you know what let me actually just do a COVID test and I saw the two lines positive so crazy you're so lucky you tested late 
Because otherwise, yeah. you would have been a prisoner for weeks. Oh. I mean, for, for, yeah, just like almost two weeks. Yeah, it's actually peak. There's no one to look after me. Oh, I feel so sorry for you. When I joined the call, you had your head oh, yeah. <laughs> in her hands and she was had her eyes closed. I was probably like, Rah, are you sure you can do this? Bless you. No, no, my head feels like it's just going to explode. Oh, um, I proper know the feeling. When I had COVID, yeah. yep. And I had the late wave, so it's similar. It's a milder one, but it's still not easy. Yeah, it's not and easy. And you sleep a lot. That's yeah. one thing I noticed. I slept Even this morning. Yeah, like, um, we were meant to record a bit earlier, and I literally fell asleep. And then I woke up, and I was like, I'm so sorry, I fell asleep. <laughs> but I fell asleep again. <laughs> the fact that you said, oh, I've done it again, I was like, whoa. <laughs> Are you sure you can do this? <laughs> if at any point but, you're feeling uncomfortable, let me know. We can stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I feel How like you? you've got a gun to your back, boy. Listen, I'm, I'm no act. I don't want people thinking I'm some actor now. And I'm like, if you don't record, <laughs> it's, it's long for you. <laughs> <laughs> the show must go on. The show must go on, but not, not because of me, because of you. Um, how am I? I'm fine. I'm good, you know. I What's been going on with me? Do you know what? I'm going to free the realness. I've been a bit down in the dumps. Mm-hmm. I'm going through, a, I don't want to say a breakup, but like I've, I was kind of seeing someone, kind of not. And it was just really toxic and it ended like, it, I, yeah, I ended it because it was just bad. And mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, just felt a bit shit about it. I feel like he's a horrible person. That's that's a head, the headline. <laughs> And I'll never stop saying that. But yeah, been processing and all that good stuff that comes with coming out of something with someone, especially when it's a toxic person. It's 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 not vibes. It's not fun. It's incredibly hard. I think also of like breakups, there's so many layers to it. There's a layer of like, oh, I'm grieving, I guess, a sense of future because when you date someone, there's there's a future aspect to it. Mm-hmm. And then there's also like a breakup kind of triggers so many other things like, I don't know, from like childhood and stuff, or there's so much room to like internalize things. Mm-hmm. Um, when things don't go well in a relationship, because with love, it's meant to go well. It's meant to be like fantastic. You meant to like yeah. each other's arms. And when it doesn't necessarily go that way, it's like, ouch. Ouch. Yeah. The square it's one. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, there's nothing like, because obviously when you're dating someone that the vulnerability is real like you really mm. make yourself vulnerable and you like, personally I become like a much softer version of myself I feel like I need to be handled really delicately and I don't want it fragile is not the right word but there's something more fragile about me it's like I need to be handled with care when I'm dating someone mm. um and I feel like, so when that when the person lets you down and they don't do that and they actually handle you like you're a brick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you about, smash you to pieces a little bit. It, it hurts even more. Yes. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Up, you are open to vulnerability. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's, it's so hard to like kind of move forward again as well because it's like, I think I saw a tweet recently actually, maybe like a couple months ago. And someone was saying that, like, they're dating again, but they're so nervous because they're just so scared of going through this again, mm. of, like, the potential disappointment. And then then what's so fucked about dating as well? It's like, you don't want to go into a situation hesitant because that could fuck you over in yeah, general. Yeah. It's so it's like, at, there's so much time, like, you literally have to date, mm. recover, heal, then present yourself again with yeah. the potential of, like, I don't know, being let down again or things just not working. Someone's yeah. not necessarily the person. But... um. 
Yeah, you put yourself in a very vulnerable very position. Very vulnerable, yeah. And it's it, that balance of knowing how to protect yourself, but also being willing to be vulnerable. Because I'm really hot on that. I think too many mm. date and aren't comfortable with vulnerability. And that is just stupid. It's a lose-lose. You can't date without being comfortable with being vulnerable. Yeah. But there's that balance of like, you also really do need to protect yourself because you can't trust everybody with you. You have to... You can't trust that everybody's going to handle you with care, with the care that you want and deserve. So yeah. you've got to protect yourself. But also, you have to be willing to be hurt. <laughs> that balance is hard. But um, yeah, we move. And the then, boun- um, yeah, that's how the boundaries come in. Yeah, I've Our boundaries. boundaries. <laughs> ah, the thing is, I trolled, I trolled boundaries, but hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Humbled. <laughs> we actually we actually troll a lot of things. We troll to too much. Literally every blessed time. It doesn't take very long as well. That was what like three weeks ago. <laughs> and look at me now. The thing is, it's not that I troll boundaries, but I think the way you do boundaries, and that's funny actually. I think that was part of the issues that we had. It's like boundaries were done in such a weird way. There, I'm not going to say too much, but yeah, boundaries are to be studied. I feel like if there was a uni course on boundaries, I would actually enroll. Because mm. it's so hard to get it right. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's incredibly hard because I think it's something that you kind of need to practice, but also you have to mean it. Because yeah. people don't respect your boundaries unless you mean it. So they will test the boundaries. And if you don't mean it, then they're just, they're not going to respect it. 100%. Yeah. But then sometimes it's like you have to practice these boundaries to even, I don't know, get used to them a little bit, get yeah, used to saying yeah. them, understanding what your boundaries are and what actually works for you as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's and weird. I guess sorry, go on. Oh, you go on. But I think similar, like to what I was saying maybe a couple of weeks ago, like boundaries vary with different kind of people. Like it's subjective, basically. Like mm. you might be rebounded in some ways about some things, and I might be rebounded in some things. Yeah, hundred percent. So it's not. I think everybody feels like there's some universal boundary that everybody must have. It's, but yeah, it's very some personal. People, some people genuinely don't care about certain things yeah yeah Um, it's such a personal thing and I feel like the reason I've trolled boundaries in the past is because like I said before it's the way and it's also what you just said made me realize that I think I think is that when you don't mean your boundaries is when they come across as these Instagram boundaries of like I will not you don't really mean (laughs) it and that's why it's coming across weird because technically we're all boundaried every single day in things that of course in the way that we are in and what we accept and like the way we speak to pe- people whether it's like I don't know confronting your man for something that he did like that's those are boundaries but yeah I feel like it and those things we don't we don't package them as boundaries because it feels natural mm-hmm. um, but yeah that 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 Instagram version I've trolled in the past I think the common denominator is that you don't actually mean it it's just you're doing this thing it's a trauma response it's like you think that in order to save yourself from whatever happened to you last time you're mm-hmm. gonna try this thing that you saw on Instagram, <laughs> as yeah, opposed yeah. to in your heart of hearts, this is what you really need and want. It's like this sounds good, and maybe even like coming across as somebody who has explicit boundaries that I've just written on paper and I'm delivering mm. in this Instagram format will make the person even put a bit of respect on my name. Of like, oh, this one's you know, this one has got things that they don't like. Do you get know what I mean? Like sometimes there's a performativeness to, to boundaries that makes the person respect you. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's similar to kind of like how you may think about goals. So yeah. unless you're connected with a goal and understand the goal, you're not actually going to achieve it. Yeah. And it's not, it's not going to like, it's not a prolonged goal, is it? Yeah. So for example, like if I, if I want to lose weight, if my, if my initial feeling around wanting to lose weight is like, oh, I just want to look good for this party. It's going to, the boundary is going to go. Last. Like, yeah. It's not going to last. Whereas if I'm like understanding my health, like being more connected with what food does for me and how I react mm. to food and what works for me, what kind of foods do I like eating that are actually good for me? Yeah. If I really understand that, then I'm able to connect with it and it's going to last. Yeah. But with yeah. the boundary, if I'm just saying it for no reason and I don't have any self-esteem, um, to actually back to, it up yeah to back it up then it's just gonna go yeah um yeah. i think we've all been there as well like i've definitely said things i'm like yeah no i'm not doing that and then in my heart like i don't know for example maybe when i was younger a guy might be like oh can i come over and i'm like no <laughs> in your heart you're like i kind of don't mind <laughs> yeah and then if, and if he's like oh come on come on i might be like oh, okay yeah <laughs> you know what I mean? and then obviously the next time I say no, he's going to be like, oh, come on. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I've said, I've let it go before now. Now I can't insert a boundary because yeah. they've proved me wrong. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, me, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one, isn't it? It's very hard. And it's, yeah, I don't think there's a recipe. I think I'm trying, I, I've got a habit of being very like right, wrong, logic and, and trying to make mm. things fit into holes that make sense so that I can, not just process them, but also learn from them and protect myself based on my experience. But yeah. I'm kind of just in a new place now of like, I don't think there's much I could have, there's there's many of things I could have done differently, mm-hmm. but there's also not much I could have done differently. At the end of the day, I am someone who, you know, really loves love. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm seeking somebody in my life. And I'm also someone that takes to, that, that really likes to see the human in people. Like, yeah. I can, I guess I'm good at, to my own detriment, good at accepting flawed people because mm-hmm. I'm able to see that like, okay, past your flaws, you're a human and empathy and all of that kind of stuff. And it's like, ultimately the decisions that I make are coming from a place of, uh, from a good place of like wanting to see the best in people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I guess it's, it's something that we all need to be mindful of. It's like, who we, who we, who are we practicing those that compassion with absolutely because not everyone yeah Yeah. (laughs) not everyone deserves the compassion yeah um and I guess also with like love and relationships as well they're so intimate that you can just get lost in it like 100% you can can get lost in the love in the toxicity um in the whirlwind of emotions that kind of come with the intimate relationship and it's only after you're like oh Mm -hmm. wait a minute that was off I could have done that differently um it's always hindsight it's always hindsight hindsight is a beautiful thing of course it is stupid bitch why can't she be <laughs> why can't she be foresight fucking hell mate just like wake me up and be like, babe, like tomorrow it's all gonna go left drop it drop it drop it, drop it. don't reply <laughs> oh, hindsight useless thing but yeah no i'm healing you know and all that good stuff so i've had a good week but also bad because of that um Mm. but yeah I commend myself I think I'm really good at healing um yeah yeah, I think I'm good at being like well now I'm getting better at being like you know I'm gonna give myself a moment to you know feel my feelings Mm. and then tomorrow I'm gonna try and do something to make myself feel good maybe or 
I don't it's know. It's all about a balance, isn't it? it? Yeah, like reason with myself and not get too lost in illogical thoughts. Because, you know, when you end with someone, it's so easy to go down that rabbit hole of, like, illogical internalising and all that kind of stuff. Like, I've not really done that, to be honest. No, it's good. Yeah. Do you know what? I do feel like I've been, <laughs> I've been speaking a lot about age lately. And I do feel like with age, kind of comes, like, a, just an acceptance of, like, nah, these yeah. things happen. Because yeah. I think when we're kind of younger, we're in our stage of, like, self-growth self-development so oh i've just ended a relationship i'm gonna google the fuck out of this (laughs) i'm going to read all of the blogs my algorithm's gonna match my emotions right now Um, i'm gonna watch every video save every video on boundaries attachment Mm. styles Mm -hmm. like how to get somebody back how to get over somebody um and i think some when you get a little bit older you're like wait I feel incredibly uncomfortable about this. Mm -hmm. I don't feel good about this. I'm a bit wiser, so I'm going to understand that these things happen. It could happen again. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to try and take what I can from this, but also give myself a bit compassion and not over-identify with what's going on. Yeah, Um, yeah, 100%. Yeah, and having a good balance of like, I don't know, like self-soothing a little bit, also seeking support from friends. Like you're in therapy at the moment, which is great. Mm. So you're kind of building your whole community of support. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is fantastic. And that's growth. Yeah, absolutely. That is growth. I feel like once upon a time, this what's happened in this situation would have really knocked me the fuck out. Like, Mm. yeah, I'd be crippled. Whereas now I feel like, I don't know, I'm able to look at it and and process it. It doesn't feel like... um, in the past, I feel like I used to, when I was a bit younger, going through these kinds of things, I would feel consumed entirely. Mm. And, like, the, I wouldn't be able to just get on with it. There's no way that I'd be able to be like, <laughs> Do you know, let me just go to this lunch, and then when I come yeah. back, I'll think about it again. There's no way. Like, I would be sitting in it, crying in it, shitting in it, everything in it. Yeah. But now I'm really, I'm much more capable of being like, yeah, balance. So like, this is processing time. This is okay. I've I've processed a little bit, or I've indulged in like my feelings a little bit. Now it's time to throw some joy in there. Yeah, I've been yeah. doing that. Yeah, I've been cook up that shit, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you need to throw everything that you can in. Yeah, because um, yeah, you'll just end up exploding. You really will. And also Absolutely. with no progression as well. Because <laughs> yeah, you don't actually gain anything when you do that. No, you, <laughs> you just leave you having. Toss your emotions about like like a salad, and <laughs> I'm so confused on the other side. Yeah, yeah. It's, weird. it's interesting actually because when you think about like I don't know, maybe a couple of years ago, I used to think, how did my mom do this? Like my mom literally like we fled like domestic abuse, mm. and she kind of just got on with it. Like mm. how do you, how do you go to work the next day when you've gone through so much trauma? Or yeah. How how do you function? Like I just don't get it, and I feel like I'm getting to an age now where I'm like oh okay you just keep it moving you have to keep it moving yeah and we're in a fantastic position because obviously our generation is not just about burying things and no yeah yeah it's also a mixture of like addressing things but you know still seeking joy i think seeking joy is so important i think it's 100 because i've been that person before who indulges a bit too much of my sadness to the point that it doesn't even make sense. Like, <laughs> I start thinking about things that don't make... I'm, I'm making connections that have no business being connected. Like, oh, wow. So that time that he messaged me after th- six hours, 
it's because he can tell <laughs> I'm, I'm the type that would take that. And it's, that's yeah. probably because when I was younger, my dad used to be late to pick me up to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, how the fuck did you make that connect? I used to do all of that crap. But not everything <laughs> is connected. Like, even if... Now that I'm older, I'm much more comfortable with the idea that, like, even if I were the perfect human being with no traumas, no nothing that's happened to me as a child or as as an adult, nothing that could shake my being, mm. shit will still happen. So yeah. it's too difficult to be able to make that differentiation to say what is my shit and what is you know just life life in. Yeah, um, yeah. So you, you can't get too wrapped up in trying to make that distinction because you'll lose yourself. It's important to acknowledge the things that are you because a part of this process for me has been like uncovering certain things. I'm a weirdo in 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 the sense that as much as I've hated everything about this and I wish it wasn't the situation, mm-hmm. I'm really thankful for the things that are revealed to me. I love yeah. learning stuff. I love learning about myself. I love discovering new sides to myself and understanding myself better. Mm-hmm. So I can literally be crying and clock that like. Ah, that's, that's this trait that I have. I can't, can't wait to take that to therapy. So, yeah. so glad that this has been revealed for me in this situation. <laughs> I'm actually counting my blessings in that sense. I love knowing ever, myself. It's true. Do you ever cry and look at yourself in the mirror like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't done it in a long time, but what's in the blue moon? It's like, perfect. <laughs> There's been times where like, oh, I'll be crying in the mirror. I'm like, right, I need to pop that spot. <laughs> and then I, then I forget I'm crying. Yeah. No, do you know the one that I knew that, nah, you're a dickhead. I was crying. Yeah. I looked in the mirror and my eyelashes were falling off. And I was like, oh. And I stopped. I was like, nah. <laughs> can't lose my lashes. <laughs> I proper stopped. Because I was like, oh, shit, I've grabbed so much to my lashes. Nah. I've paid money for these. <laughs> I proper stopped crying immediately. There was not one more tear in sight. I could not do it. (laughs) Sometimes you just treat yourself like a baby, innit? Remember weeping? It's like, are you actually crying because you need to cry? Or do you just let in something? Oh my God, how can I forget? I feel like I'm being mocked. So this week, one of the things that was like... (laughs) Sorry, I feel like sometimes when you're in the trenches, especially when it's to do with men for some reason... The world will mock you. So I was out and <laughs> <laughs> I was basically running. I was on a run and I couldn't run anymore because I was so I was so weak. You know when your emotions are so overwhelming that you can't even move your body like that. So I proper stopped running. I was just like, let me walk, man. And I was walking. I was messaging Rikia like, my run is time to walk. I'm fed up. Talking about this situation with this guy. And literally I was like, do you know what? Let me get serious. Let me finish my run. Like, I've got like 3K more to go. Come on, follow. Put my phone away. <laughs> stuck it in my pocket. I took three steps and I dropped. <laughs> I dropped flat on the floor. And <laughs> cut my arm. <laughs> and I literally didn't get up immediately. I took a minute. Like, I can't believe I'm on the floor. Someone even drove up and was stopped. Like, is she okay? Oh. It's like, oh, God. I was like... You know, this is too embarrassing. And at that point, <laughs> I just, I felt like a child. I felt, do you know what made me feel like a dickhead? It's like, no one's here. I'm by myself. Yes. <laughs> like, no, I, I hate I keep going. <laughs> There's no one to be like, oh my God, are you all right? Like, you just have to get up and go again. <laughs> That's how I thought. You know, when you're living alone and you're crying, like, there's no one to 
hear you and yeah try and make you stop yeah. like, you just the thing is my neighbors definitely hear me really like, I'm like, I'm like, but it's so funny because if i lived with somebody i wouldn't do that right like, i wouldn't cry hysterically like that obviously because i have me my four walls i have the privilege of just like being hysterical for yeah. no reason like i'm just right. like i'm gonna indulge in this i really know that feeling yeah. <laughs> sometimes i might even speak like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like why me <laughs> who am i talking to no i prefer to get myself up and, and keep going because it's like there's no one here to be like, oh my yeah, god, no it's, just, it's just me. It's <laughs> just, just a sad, lonely reminder. Honestly, I cried again after that, but then I also <laughs> laughed. Oh my god, yeah. That, this week, yeah, has been a weird week. Just ridiculous. It has been a weird one, hasn't it? Yeah, very odd. Yeah, it has. I forgot to announce I got a tattoo as well. I think that was last week, though. I haven't even seen it. Yeah, you haven't. No one really cares. And I'm like, I hear it. I don't care either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm even when you were messaging me i couldn't work out where you were getting it done i was like is she booking the appointment is she doing it right now i didn't get it that's why i wasn't really replying straight away because i thought you were something that you wanted to get in the future I was to hurry up but at least yes. i was i was sitting in the chair so it was um no where's your tattoo on your body oh on my arm my upper arm oh, yeah. on the inside oh okay nice yeah it's cute it's weird though because yeah i've realized you know that saying about when you get a tattoo you you just don't care about it anymore that's absolutely true like i is don't... it like an adrenaline thing i think so it must mm. be but it's weird because i didn't even feel that pumped it was just like this is fun it feels like um how can i describe it it feels like when you go out and you're not planning to buy anything Mm. But then you see a skirt that fits perfectly. Oh. And you're like, oh, do you know what? Let me get this skirt. It wasn't my plans yeah. today. Let me get this skirt. <laughs> yeah. And you you leave with it and you're happy and you're like, can't wait to wear it. Like, And it's just an unexpected little snippet of joy. It's like that. Yeah. Oh, I, do you know me and clothes? When so, if something fits me perfectly, I t- it can make my month, you know? It yeah. can change me at my month. Yeah. Like, I fall over the moon. Nothing brings me joy like having shopping bags. It's, it's, it's <laughs> <wild memory. laughs> Like, I love, even um last week, I think, was it last? Yeah, last week I had a Primark return, returns to do. <laughs> Shocking, right? I was thinking, I'm surprised you're saying this in the podcast. Returns to Primark. <laughs> no, but I returned some stuff to Primark. Had yeah. a look around. I was like, oh, more goodies. Like, I've got a nightdress. I've got Ooh. a little, like, I've got a toiletry bag, lime Ooh. with an R on it. Oh, my God, that sounds really nice. Lime, I love it. It was gorgeous. And I... You're killing me. <laughs> I walked down Woolwich with so much pride. I was like, I've got, I've got these goodies in this bag. That feeling hits. Oh, you're making me want to go to central London. I haven't had that in a while where you buy something. It's like, oof. No, I felt so. The one in um, Cotton Court Road is really good. Primark. Primark. They've got, they've got like a vintage um, section. They have Burberry jackets and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously not Primark price tags, but they have, yeah, Burberry um, trench jackets. I am um, in shock. Yeah. That's amazing. Isn't it? Definitely going to go. Yeah, go, go. So off brand for Primark. Yeah, no. I I hate Primark so much, you know. I hate Why? 
basically, I feel like Primark is a lie. Like my my, my history of Primark <laughs> is theory. Primark is a lie. They told you. <laughs> they told you it was real. It's not real. It's a lie. So basically. My story with Primark is always that I go in, I see something, I'm like, what? This is nice and cheap. What the hell? This skirt is so sick. And when I don't, I'm not trying things on it. I'm, I'm actually not going to the changing room. Yeah, that's the queue. The queue will take you to Hornchurch. It, I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't do it. So I just look at it on the hanger and it always looks like there's. you can't go wrong with this. Like when you put it on, it's a safe bet. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. maybe it's a satin slip dress. And it's like, how can you get this wrong? <laughs> or like a, a jumper it's like how could this possibly not just yeah. be fine when I wear it it looks good and when I get home when you wear it the hem is in on my on my cheek yeah. and it's just everything is twisted and weird and it doesn't fit right and I'm like and now I'm how? not going to return it because the queue is equally you know under my bed Rukia I've got I'm gonna say a minimum of 150 pound worth of Primark things that I've I've got the tag on it Oh, well, you're ridiculous. Do I can't return, return it. I can't. You, you've improved a lot with return. So I used to live in Fola, and I'm not joking. No, actually, when I lived with you and when you lived in Croydon as well, you'd open the cupboard and there'll be bags and bags of pretty little thing and misguided. Yeah. Like, yeah. tags on. Just, like, the, bag, the bags will even fall out of the cupboards. Like, yeah. Why do you think I said just... Lolak? I really said this is a gap in the market because yeah. <laughs> I am my own customer. It's true. It's so bad. So Lolak, for context, is a marketplace that I started and stopped for. It was like to resell fast fashion stuff. So like PLT, misguided, ASOS, stuff that you you worn once or didn't return, resell it to other people. Um, that was yeah. an excellent idea. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sad yeah, about it because PLT has made theirs now. I know. The, I always knew it was going to happen. People shop there, though. But people shop there. Well, you know they've got Aunt India as the ambassador. I feel like she's I probably going to do things for them. Yeah, because you know what? I clicked on it recently, but I just saw they like the clothes that they were selling was with the recycled material, so it wasn't really giving me like marketplace. Ah, they know what they're doing. It's because yeah, yeah. I was confused. That makes sense. If that's what they've done, I've never looked at it. I thought uh, it was yeah. like reselling things that people have already worn. That's what I thought. But I, I don't know, maybe I've clicked on the wrong tab. But um, I'd be yeah, interested really to know fair. how they did that because one of the biggest problems with their stuff is that they use materials that you can't really recycle. Huh, me, I thought I bought a little pretty little thing top. I literally lift up my arm last week and there's a hole in it. Of course. Like, oh, okay. Of well, course. I guess it was six pounds. <laughs> And that's always how you have to see it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Where sells quality clothes now? Because even Zara, the quality is not quality anymore. Yeah, Zara is pants. Everything I buy from Zara rips as well. My favourite combats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone can do my coochie. Oh, no, yeah. How can I get a hole in the vagina and they're loose? All right. Even Jeez. Ready for the next guy? Yeah. <laughs> Actually ready to go. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, do you know what? I probably do know places, but I just can't afford them. Maybe like Cos. I was thinking of Cos. I saw some rich Nigerian stories posting some Cos trousers. They were nice. Yeah, they are good. Yeah. But yeah, I just... I can't afford! Just for now. Not for, just for now. We're going to be rich. How are you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not just, just, 
just nearly dying here. Oh, stop it. No, I repeat that. No, I'm fine. Um, I have had an interesting week. I think because of the COVID stuff, my brain's been very foggy. And I think it's kind of like made me very like vulnerable and a bit sensitive to everything. Mm. Like on Friday, I was literally planning to go home and cry in the pillow. Oh, bless you. <laughs> That's how dramatic I actually am. I was like, <laughs> right, I can't wait for 6 p.m. because I'm going to go home and cry and in my cry. pillow. It's a pretty isn't it? I hear it though. I'm actually a big baby and I'm like, I cannot wait to just burst through the door and cry. Don't go have a baby, as my friend used to say. Don't say that. Okay. I have a baby. <laughs> but um, no, I'm fine. I had a good, well, I had an interesting week last week. Um, I went out twice in a row um, partying. That's why I feel like I've caught my COVID. And then I had Mother's Day on Sunday, which was nice. Mm. Um but then on Monday, I kind of hit like this major low where mm. I feel like I either was socializing a bit too much or I kind of felt like everything was a little bit underwhelming. Mm. Um, I think sometimes when you look forward to something, and not necessarily because it was bad, but I think sometimes, as in London, <laughs> like <laughs> it's about kind of working out what you find fulfilling. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And I think I don't actually find partying fulfilling. Like mm-hmm. I enjoy socializing. I like house parties because you're speaking to people. Mm-hmm. But when I'm in like uncomfortable clothes, like heels and like a tight dress, and I'm kind of just like parading the dance floor, mm-hmm. <laughs> looking for my friends. Yeah. Or, yeah. I just think I've just find it a little bit underwhelming. And I think I'm finally accepting and trying to learn to indulge in things that I actually enjoy. So seeking joy that actually brings me a lot of like, I don't know, inspiration, happiness. Oh, girl. Someone that I yeah. find fulfilling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had, so yeah, it was a decent weekend. And then I had Mother's Day w- with my mum, which was interesting and nice. So <laughs> The fact that you led with interesting. So I think I've mentioned on the pod like many of times, let's park the abuse stuff. It's that's my <laughs> mother. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I've kind of, I kind of had a bit of a rocky relationship with my mum, like in my teens. And I would say in like maybe my early 20s. And I I think the main thing that I felt with my mum is that I didn't feel like she was maternal enough. Mm, So I kind of always grew up like my dad was very absent. um, And I kind of feel like my mum was present, but absent. Mm. Um, And there was kind of a dynamic where, I kind of felt like a motherly figure to her in some ways. Um, maybe had to be kind of like emotionally mature and stuff. So I think kind of, yeah, in my teens and then in my late 20s, there was always kind of a resentment. Mm. And I never I never understood how people were like, I just love my mum so much. Like my mum's my ROD. I'll tell my mum everything. Yeah. Like, you know, there's kind of like really close, intimate relationships where like, I don't know, you could wrap your arms around your mum and your mum would kiss you to death. Yeah. And you'd you'd like it like that's a comfort I never had that um and I never understood it and I feel like with I guess age and compassion and understanding I've kind of just saw my mom as like an imperfect human which is fine yeah um and I think many ways in the past I always used to think oh I can't be like I I really don't like this about my mom I can't be that person I can't be that person Mm. um and I think yeah, through through a lot of work, like therapy, a lot of conversations, I thank God that my mum is someone that you can actually have 
honest conversations with yeah um, there's been times where conversations ha- haven't gone particularly well where I've tried to address her I think I remember one time actually I won't give too much details but I tried to speak to her about something that was very personal to me yeah and she just wasn't ready to receive it and I felt like my heart was literally crushed because first of all I went to her with a video <laughs> I went to her with a video and I was like oh like I was trying to explain to her that she hurt me okay. through a video oh. so I did Oh. yeah I didn't go to her and was like this is what you've done this is how it's affected me I was like I think I think you should uh, I was like watch oh, can you watch this? this yeah can you watch this okay um, and she didn't really watch it properly and my heart was so crushed and I remember going into my room and I was just sobbing like I was like she doesn't care she doesn't care she doesn't care wow um, and I think also like what I've learned to do in my older age is to explain to people like this is what this means to me. I would like you to watch it because of X, Y, Z. Can you, can you, can we have a discussion about this? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I remember, I think when I was like 23, um, I spoke to my mom and I was like, I want to speak to you. Like, I want to kind of have an understanding of like your up, your upbringing and like what you've experienced and how you feel, feel like parenting has gone with, how parenting has gone for you for you I guess mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I was bringing me up and stuff like that and we had the most like enlightening conversation I probably had in my life yeah um, and it's probably one of the biggest highlights that I've ever had in my 20s like I love that yeah she was crying a lot I was crying a lot like she told me um a lot about her upbringing and I think it just it was just in that one conversation I was like oh like so many answers yeah, you wasn't you wasn't born a mother. Yeah, you had <laughs> like, to learn how to do it. Yeah, and we all know about generational curses. Like mm. my grand was so my grand was a fantastic grand to me, but wasn't the best parent to my mom. Yeah. So yeah. my mom knew how to parent in the best way she knew. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so yeah, I think through those kind of conversations, I was just like oh okay cool like you're actually a fantastic woman like if you meet mom she's she's funny she's loving she's like the most one of the most loveliest woman ever Mm. um but then again I think there was just still that resentment of like oh but you're not like my mom 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 like Mm. you're not that big motherly figure um and you know what one of the most powerful things I've actually done is just kind of accepting that and accepting like okay, this is the kind of relationship that we have. I'm not going to run into your arms and every time I have a problem, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. However, like, I know that if I called you for some practical support, you might be able to provide me with that. Yeah, okay. Um, and that's fine. Um, and yeah, I think the most growth came from me just accepting of one, who she was, and second of all, like, what our, what our dynamic was. Mm, um, and yeah. that being absolutely fine. And I think now like I so this year I called her I think a couple of days before and I was like oh what are you doing on Sunday um and she's like I'm not I'm not doing anything and I was like oh let me take you out and she was so happy like, I feel like for her she finally feels like oh I my children care about me they value me yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. interesting because I remember there was a there was a time like I, I think all parents do it where I'm acting a certain way towards you because how you treated treated me. Mm. But then now you're trying to throw it in my face. So if mm. I might say, oh, mom, like, I don't like when you're, I don't know, you're not receptive to me. She'd be like, oh, this is a bad mom. I'm just a bad mom then. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, now I have to console you Actually, over something. Like- I was pulling you up on something. <laughs> yeah, now I'm sorry. Why am I sorry? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've made it all about you. And I think that was a lot of my frustrations with her. But, um, yeah, we just have such a beautiful relationship. 
but it's not based on the fact that like my mum's my confident because she's not really like if mm. I'm honest like my, I don't call my mum for advice like that but I know that I can um yeah and there's so many things that I've learned about her through accepting her that I definitely want to embody and I hope I currently do embody like from her mm. um like just her being so yeah, just hilarious, so yeah. kind-hearted. Yeah. Like, even even when I think about the ways that we could have been fucked, like, as children, we're not because my mum's... She put in work to make sure that you weren't, yeah. Yeah, my mum, yeah. like, my mum has a lot of morals. Um, yeah. But it wasn't kind of... I think sometimes as children, you kind of look for, like, guidance. Mm. And because I don't think... Because it wasn't explicitly kind of given to me, mm. I kind of feel like, oh, she's not parenting me. But she is through sometimes just even being an example. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's not, it's so not know, always that simple. Yeah, it's not simple. So, you know, sometimes like parents is like, oh, don't do this. Go have a bath at this time. You have to eat at this time. Like my mom, uh, if I'm honest, mom, I don't think my mom was really concerned about <laughs> if I'd eat. Like if I said to my mom, to, like maybe actually now she's a bit different, but like maybe a couple of years ago, if I said, oh, I haven't eaten today, she'd be like, oh, make sure you get something there. <laughs> And I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas maybe another mum might be like, oh, let me fetch you a plate. And the um, thing is, I think that's a cultural thing as well. Because I feel like yeah. lots of like, in like African communities, Caribbean communities, mm. food is love. Yes. So it's like, yeah. you can't really hold your mum to that standard with that kind of thing anyway. Because that's not how she is most likely to give you her love anyway. Do you know what I mean? No, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And I think we've spoken about this. So Christmas was a huge thing. I used to get thousands of presents. Because mm-hmm. like, in my culture, Christmas is like gift giving. Yeah. It's not about food. So we yeah. might have like a dinner at like 1pm or something like that, or three. Yeah. Like, that's not really the highlight of Christmas. Where Whereas for like, when I've been around like my black friends and stuff, like food is a big thing. Yeah, so no, presents kind of come. Get presents, yeah. Second, well, back Ooh, in the my... day, I didn't get presents at all. <laughs> yeah. It was all about the food. The food was the present. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think just with age, like I'm just coming a bit uglier and wiser. Like mm. this is how things go, and that's fine. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, I was talking to my friend about it, and she was just like, "It's just so beautiful to see you guys growth," and I feel like we've grown in such a way that I actually don't really remember the problems with my mom like, I, don't, so I, can't remember, good. I can't even remember the beef yeah <laughs> it's just a dynamic thing it? it was like I guess it was like an existing I mean and lasting pain and resentment and trauma that built up yes. and to not be able to even pinpoint what it was anymore do you know that is literally it's powerful right yeah. yeah it's powerful there is there is parts of her that obviously I find annoying but that's just that's just mums isn't it yeah (laughs) everyone everyone finds someone 100% and it's interesting like I think with parents everyone's gonna have their version of a journey like for me Mm. I had the opposite of I thought that my mum shat gold growing up Mm. I literally didn't think that she had a flaw at all (laughs) I didn't think it was possible for my mum to be flawed I thought she was the perfect mother and the perfect human and when I was older is when I realized she does have flaws. Like, my mom has a lot of shit that I'm like, ma'am, I- I'm training you. Like, I don't even have conversations with her now where I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm training you and I don't really mm. like that. And, like, there was a conversation we had recently. I said to her, it would be nice, you know, if you were the one telling me this. Like, I don't mm. want to be the person telling you that. And she turned around and said to me, you know what they always say, though, that the parent, the children eventually becomes the parent. Maybe my time has come. Yeah. Like, Are you fucking 
fucking mad. <laughs> Instead of you to say, you're right, I'm sorry, let me do that. Just say, well, I guess it's that time now we switch roles. I'm comfortable. I've said that time. <laughs> Literally, she's like, your turn. I'm like, sis, I didn't fucking give birth to you. I don't want to be your mom. But that, that experience and that learning for me, that realisation that my mom wasn't perfect, hit hard. Like, it was so hard for me to accept her flaws and mm. it's just I think we've spoken about this a couple of times like when you someone that you don't expect to ever let you down for them to let mm. you down it, it's different it it does I, I didn't process her her disappointment in the same way I would if I was expecting it I process it as though like Jesus Christ had punched me in the gut <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> I thought you were my lord and savior how could you punch me <laughs> literally so it's I think everyone has their journeys and it's it's easy I guess for from your perspective for it to feel like your journey is like so unique because this happened the other way around but Mm -hmm. a lot of people can relate just in the opposite when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's where like a lot of, I guess, emotional maturity comes from. Like you kind of, you form into an adult when you can accept that your parents are good and bad. Mm. So I feel like you know when you're a child, like you know if your mom says you can't have sweets, she's a bad person. Yeah, exactly. I hate my mom. Yeah, you know what I mean. And when she gives you something that you want, she's a good person. Yeah. But when you when you do become emotionally mature, you realize that not even just parents, but people in general are good and bad and yeah yeah <laughs> and that's fine and you can't solely like rely on someone to fulfill all of your needs because they can't like and I think sometimes that's what parents need to understand that like they they can't no one's perfect but I think or obviously they all aim to be perfect but like it's impossible it and impossible. sometimes disappointment is actually a it's a good teacher as well because it manages people's expectations yeah yeah it's funny actually because I had this dynamic with my sister. So I didn't feel like my mum was like that maternal enough. Mm. So I had I had the opportunity to parent my little sister because it's like a 12 year gap between us, 12, mm-hmm. 13 years. And I went through a stage of like not being able to say no ever. Mm. Like honestly, she could be like, oh, I need 60 pound. I have 50 pound in my account. I'll go 10 pound into my overdraft. Yeah. Because I'm going to be the parent that I never, never had. had. Yeah. yeah. And it's so weird because this week I was meant to take her out because I'm feeling a bit guilty about not seeing her enough. Um, yeah. But I was sick. And yeah. the whole day I was like, I feel so uncomfortable cancelling on her because that is a disappointment that I felt. And not, not even consciously I, I was saying it but like subconsciously I feel like I know what it feels like as a child to be disappointed yeah and I'm like I cannot be that person for her because she's probably looking forward to it mm. but you don't want like, to, someone to relive the experience that you've had and that hurt never, you. Yeah. Yeah. never but like yeah. but on the other hand people get sick mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was sick like I've you know if I 
I'm sure she didn't think, fuck this. Well, she might have, but it's, it's a learning curve. Like, let, her, let her go through yeah, that if she needs to, yeah. Yeah, if, if she feels disappointed, that's fine because that's, that's okay. an emotion that you're going to experience. I need to, um, process, yeah, 100%. Yeah, you yeah. can't, you're going to maneuver through life constantly feeling, feeling disappointed by people. Yeah. And I think that's something that I learned very early, but I think with the good relationship that I now have with my mom, it feels a bit more balanced. So, mm. like, I, I'm not so anxious to experience disappointment because there is also a balance of like she will show up yeah because there's been there's been many times where she said she'll do something especially i would say in the last three years that like she's very consistent mm. um, so i don't have an anxiety around oh is she coming is she not because she's proved me wrong and yeah. i think sometimes as children that's what we need to give give our parents grace like we can't keep boxing people in um, no you can't parents because this is just how she is because my mom's made a so much changes. progress yeah. yeah and I think that conversation or those I remember I think you had a couple of conversations around that time they were mm. massive catalysts like sometimes just opening that door to communication and even just expressing how you feel it can yeah. be so powerful because yeah I don't know I think sometimes we can get so caught up in ourselves like ultimately we're all really selfish people human beings are selfish that she children exactly <laughs> yeah. so like if you don't have someone kind of just reminding you of the reality that you don't think about you're not mm. really going to do anything to change like I think I can totally imagine from your mom's perspective the fact that you never opened up about the fact that you have feelings and like how she's affected you yeah she thought I hate her That's yeah it. And, and there's <laughs> nothing else to it and it's like yeah I can I can see how it all it could ever sometimes all it maybe would have needed was that conversation because even just the awareness of like Mm. oh I've affected Rukia cool let me pattern (laughs) up and actually take in the fact that I affect my child like sometimes with these things especially with parents you don't have to necessarily get too deep into the what Mm. and the how sometimes Mm. just because I don't know, growing from a child to an adult, the dynamic that you have with your parents, there's a massive shift. In the same way, like, when you have a friendship that you've been friends for 15 years, maybe mm-hmm. at year eight, you like guys might need to do, like, a little check-in and maybe yeah. maybe there's a little bit of a breakdown in communication. Like, n- naturally, we kind of think that it's normal because we're aware that, oh, we've grown up together, be it romantic, friendship, and ultimately we've changed as people. Maybe we yeah. should have a check-in. It's the exact same with parents, but... I don't think we, it, it's it's normal or normalised for us to have that check-in. Yeah, it's, do you know what? I think it's hard because obviously like your parents, obviously I don't know the age gap between everyone's parents. There's a huge age gap. So somebody's brought you up. So it's only as you get mm-hmm. to an adult, you're kind of a level playing field yeah, there. Yeah, 100%. Where you can have that conversation. And also I think what we forget as, we forget as children, um, and sometimes, obviously, there's an argument of like, well, you brought me into this world. It's like they've actually sacrificed a lot of themselves, a lot of years of their life, even like emotional. They've like given up on so much sleep to raise you. Mm-hmm. And you never actually consider those things. So maybe like, I don't know, they lost like a thousand years of sleep yeah. <laughs> because of you. But oh, sorry, I couldn't make it to your football game. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But I was up, yeah. I was cooking food for you every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's so many roles to fulfill as a parent um and I think sometimes we only focus on like the meaningful things sometimes well what we perceive as meaningful because food kind of goes amiss like survival things that help us survive as as children we're not concerned with I feel Mm. like I'm not not gonna ever think maybe now but like 
as an eight-year-old, I'm not gonna be like, oh, thanks for the meal, mom. Honestly, like, thanks. I, I could have not eaten today if not for you. Like, <laughs> you're not gonna be thinking that. All, if no. you see the way my nephew, if anything, all he's concerned about, what did you feed me? Yeah. Like, yeah. Spaghetti, you know, beef ragu again. How dare yeah. you? <laughs> Children are motherfuckers. Like actual, actual pricks. Selfish. <laughs> One thing that I think uh, when I look at my sister, I'm like, cool. I'm really excited for our generation of kids because yeah. I think we're just going to do a much better job of being friends with our children. Mm. There's a level of reason. I think for me personally, most people that I know, they grew up in households that weren't great and yeah. weren't yeah. great in a sense of there was a lot of stuff that their parents probably should have protected them from that mm-hmm. they maybe didn't or things that they did protect them from to the point that now the child is naive because they don't know yes anything. do you know what i mean they've never <laughs> seen anything bad happen yeah um, and i think because we don't have as much of that technically shouldn't have as much of that trauma to protect our children from that's ongoing mm-hmm. in our own lives it's gonna do it, it does such a, a massive it's such a massive help in their lives because you're able to truly just be yourself and allow your and 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 I guess establish a relationship of I'm human from the get-go. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. with my sister, I see the conversations that she has with my nephew and it's like, that she's his mum, but they're really cool. I love that. <laughs> like, if he's beautiful. got something going on that he wants to talk about, he's like, oh, when's my mum coming home? Like, he wants <laughs> to talk to her about it. And yeah. he wants her to force them to have that relationship. And, and I think it's because she, from the get-go, has been allowed to be herself with him. Because she doesn't have she doesn't have anything to hide. She's not got like a not to say that these things can't happen still, but like she's not got like an abusive man that she needs to protect him from in her life. Mm. It's like you know, as your we have to have this dynamic that means that you exist over there and I exist over here a little bit. It's just free. Yeah, no, it's true. It's it's interesting actually say that because I think often you raise uh, in our episodes, Paula, about us like as black people like hypothetically speaking a lot mm-hmm. so it's like wait when I'm this when I'm older I'm gonna do this yeah. I'm gonna do that and I think I've noticed actually with myself I think sometimes with children like a lot of the things that I'm saying boy I'm gonna be like this I'm gonna be like that it's more like a protective mechanism like rather 100%. than like, oh I'm gonna really enjoy this it's more 100%, like okay yeah. my child I don't know my child's not going to nursery at this age oh my child I won't there's no sleepovers for my child yeah like there's so yeah. many like you're doing things. what you're doing with what you do with me or for your kids hypothetically yes, where it's like yeah. I need to protect them from every bad thing that I experience before they're even mm-hmm. here I need to think of all the ways that I can protect them from it and yeah yeah we're not that leaves very little room for the joy, the joy. like yeah. yeah like the things that you should be excited for motherhood with. I, I'm thankful I've got people that I can look up to who can yeah. do, I guess showing me that like it is really joyous to have children and mm. to be your child's friend and and to be there everything and I, the way that my nieces and nephews love their parents is like this is so beautiful <laughs> it's really nice yeah yeah but big up the you know the grandmas who laid the foundations we do appreciate yeah who are able to be shiny and nice grandmas now <laughs> my the way my mom is the shiniest of grandmothers and I'm like well to be fair i'm not even gonna say too much i was gonna say where was this person when i was growing up but she was actually really nice to me growing up as well yeah but it's to the point that it's irrational. Like <laughs> I was saying the other day that when when Josiah says that he does, <laughs> when my sister says Josiah can't have sweets because he's been naughty, my mom's like, "You cannot punish a child with food." <laughs> and 
Kenji's always like, it's not food, it's a sweet. It's not food. It's bowls. He's still having, she literally will be like, he's still having dinner. <laughs> just can't have this really sugary treat. Like, she proper gets angry, like, no, find another way to punish him. Meanwhile, <laughs> you were slapping us. <laughs> yes. You were actually slapping us, and you're saying that she should have not let him have sweets. Are you okay? No. Yeah, no. It's, um, it's shocking. My mom, my mom's onto me about grandchildren, boy. Yeah, last week. Really? So my mom. Yeah, did I not tell you? Oh, you said, yeah, in the group chat. Yeah, she, um, she, my mom's not really like, I was saying actually in the group chat recently that my mom doesn't really ask me about like husbands or children. She just obsessed with me getting a car. Yeah. <laughs> like she, she shames me about not having a car. She's yeah. like, oh, so you not want a bit of independence, you know? Like, I'm so dead. When are you going to be driving? She, she even said, oh, Mia's going to be driving before you. No, and she said that. That's what she said to me, yeah. <laughs> She's actually really... It's such a big deal to her. I don't know why driving is such a big deal. I like, I don't even ask you for lifts or anything. Yeah. And it, Anyway, so yeah, we was at um, dinner and she looked at me and my brother and she was like, she was like, what's going on? Like, I want grandchildren now. She's like, I'm, I'm getting bored. She's like, I'm just oh bored. God. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got in the car and she's like, you shouldn't leave it. Pardon? She's onto Zach as well. Yeah, she's onto Zach, yeah. Wow. And he was like, boy, it might be by accident. <laughs> exactly. She was. <laughs> but yeah, she was like, oh, you shouldn't leave it too late, you know? I was just thinking, shut up, man. My mom said that to me before. You know what my mom said to me? Oh, my <laughs> days. People, I don't want people to think my mom is wicked. But, you know, when I found out that I had fibroids, my mom said yeah. to me, this is what happens when you leave it too late. I was like, um, no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's actually just not. It's not what happens. <laughs> You're just making stuff up to trigger me. For no reason. <laughs> I was probably like, uh, no, it isn't what happens when you leave it. She was like, it's when you leave it too late to have children, they start to develop. <laughs> I was like, so you think that my womb is like, oh, swear you're not having kids. Nah, five rounds for you. Like, that's, that's, that's not what happens. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, no. Mate. Yeah, yeah, my mom's trying as well. She's trying all that. Where's, oh, my, God. where's my she's got enough but yeah she's got enough she's yeah. got enough it's funny even my mum was like oh my God. Um, <laughs> 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 remote recording boy <laughs> um my mum was like um she was like oh you do realize that like grandparents are better parents like they're better than how they was as a parent and i was basically thinking Okay, you're basically saying you fucked me over, but you'll be. I promise your grandkids will be all right. Though. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I was like, "You're gonna do nights," and she's like, "Yeah, I'll do nights." Yeah. It's so funny that she said you do realize, as though it's like in case this is why you're not having kids. <laughs> Imagine you were like, "Nope, not for this grandmother." <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, she's I a pain get it now. though. I get. You don't want to be that person, but I can imagine. I feel like when I'm 60, if I, ain't, I haven't got grandkids, I can imagine be like, yeah, on, she's a bit now. bored. It's funny because my sister, she's 18. Um, she's like, what about me? And right, like, not involved. No, she's like, you're not a child anymore. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh as in me, I was saying, what about me? Because she said, I'm bored. I'm a child. <laughs> not a child anymore. Not a child. It's boring now. Your time is <laughs> I fully hear it. Because even with my nieces and nephews, I'm like, oh, stop growing. Because it's always nice to have a baby around. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, she should, she, her... should, well, she should have one. She should. And also, she should have she... a child. Yeah. 
Yeah, open up your purse. Do you know what I mean? If you want that one that badly, <laughs> go and go and get pregnant, sis. Yes. Cheeky IVF. I'm sure science is advanced enough to allow it. Nonsense. No, it's true. Okay, don't but, come um, to me. Exactly. But no, it was it was nice and I think it's a true testament to like how far we've we've grown um and for anybody listening as well like there is potential for growth like hundred percent parents like yeah. for sure and also man. yeah what i was gonna say as well like sometimes what i'm trying to work on this is my theme of this year actually to be more curious so mm. sometimes with parents like it's never not, like follow if you came to me and was like oh you're bad 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 i'm like whoa <laughs> like ouch yeah Do you know what i mean but maybe if you come from a position of like understanding or like maybe I think with my mum how we kind of got to the place that we were at is that I was asking her questions about her upbringing and like how she feels she is as a parent Mm. do you know what I mean like Mm. so more asking questions to understand rather than just attacking 100% Um, yeah sometimes I get it like you do build up frustration sometimes and I'm definitely one that kind of sometimes I struggle to like be confrontational Mm. so obviously something as hurtful as my mum hurting me it was really hard to kind of articulate you've hurt me um but asking questions to try and understand her and understand her standpoint with her parenting it kind of opened up doors where she felt a bit more comfortable yeah like she was going to be in a position where she was going to be heard and understood at the same time yeah um yeah rather than me just saying you're a bad parent because like maybe according to her standards maybe she's not a bad parent yeah that that as an adult it's like it would only ever be wise of you to use your wisdom to direct that kind of conversation. And mm. at this age, we should kind of have a better understanding of the fact that our parents are human. They grew mm. up in a, by people that they didn't choose in the same way we have our trauma yeah. from our parents who we didn't choose. They had parents who they didn't choose and they grew up in circumstances, more likely than not, that are worse than ours. So yeah. yes, you know, I think because we are blessed and unlucky to also have only ever known our parents as parents. Like Mm. we were born as them being mom and dad. So it's really hard to be able to remove mom and dad and to be able to see past that and see who is the human behind or who was the human before mom and dad. Um, But there has to come a point as an adult that you realize that you're actually a part of your parents' story. (laughs) You're not their whole world. You're not their whole life. You're a segment of it. Like, okay, I feel like, are you my mom how dare you have a life past me (laughs) that doesn't make any sense doesn't make any sense but they fully had a life like think about us now we have full fruitful lives that we could write books about and we don't have any kids yeah imagine my child coming now and trying to be like excuse me i'm everything and i've always been everything i I just met you And also, like, kids are so, kids move out and have their own lives. Exactly. So, like, yeah. I actually just met you, this child of mine. I've not, <laughs> I've, I've known a lot of other people and things a lot longer than you. <laughs> so, yeah, true. it's so good and amazing that we're at, hopefully at a point now that we're able to see that. Like, when my mom tells me stories about her upbringing and, and her childhood, her family, mm. I'm always like, it fills me up and it helps. If anything, it, it makes me more passionate about her exploring herself outside of her motherhood. Yeah, yeah. It's easy for me. And obviously as a selfish human, as we always mm. say, I love that I'm, I'm my mom's world. It, it works in my favor that I'm my mom's yeah. world. But yeah. when I hear that stuff, I'm like, no, I actually don't want to be your world. Like I want 
I want you to have your own world. And I actually want to just be a part of that because it's great for everybody if you're happy outside of me and you yeah, understand exactly. yourself even outside of me. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm rambling a little bit. But yeah, I'm, I'm no, really... I, I, def- I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I'm really passionate about like parents, a- accepting parents as whole people who have worlds and lives outside of you because mm. I've seen the downside of it as well. Like with my mom, I think she's um, she has put too much into her children. To the point that now she's a little bit lost. Lost, and doesn't know, yeah. She doesn't What's know herself role? as well. Yeah. yeah. She's, her, literally, her whole role was mother. Her, her her status in life, mother, mother, mother. And now we are kids who really have our own lives. She lives by herself. She's retired. And she is a bit rattled. Yeah. And struggles to find her feet. Yeah. And it's sad. Yeah, it's sad. I can't imagine that. I'm so, I, we're so blessed to not have to do parenting like that. Yeah, well, <laughs> my child's going to my mom's apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be there everything. Oh, I'm jealous of you people that had grandparents. I probably oh, my nan. Yeah. yeah she's actually, I, as I put on my um, Instagram story, she's been weighing on my mind a lot lately, actually. Um, yeah, I had a dream about her. So I had a dream that I... I woke up and then my, it's funny because it was literally my flat as it is now. Mm. I woke up and then the door was slightly open. And I was like, who's there? Like, who's, who's, who's there? I was so scared of someone being in the house. And then my nan popped her head around the corner and she was like, it's me. But she was doing my ironing, which is really Aww. weird. She, she probably ironing. used to do your ironing. Yeah, all my, she's ironing my knickers. So they were doing my body. Um, and I remember just, I just, I was sobbing in her arms. I like, I was just so overjoyed to like see her again. Yeah. It's so weird. You do wish that was happy in your visit, right? Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. Like Cause... even now, I feel like I can cry about it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was really beautiful. And I think she kind of represents, I think this week, cause I've been feeling a bit vulnerable. She represents like foundations for me. Like she's yeah. always a reminder that everything will be okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, through like practical support yeah um, if I need somebody to cry for me I'll go to my mom mm. <laughs> like she'll cry but sometimes it's not you don't need sympathy it's more like okay who's gonna practice uh, yeah 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 who cares but it's gonna be like okay cool this let's is what fix it yeah yeah and she always represented that for me I love um, that. yeah I just feel like I've kind of just wanted my nan yeah um, and yeah unfortunately she's dead I but... mean oh my god Ricky. <laughs> yeah. I don't really do that's so ridiculous. It's unfortunate, you know. I was expecting you to say that. It's probably took a minute. The thing is, I do. I genuinely, I don't want to be on my hippy dippy shit, but I genuinely <laughs> feel like that was her visiting you. Like, yeah, yeah, I think it was. It was. I, of course, believe in life after death, and I definitely believe that her soul is still alive and kicking. Um, mm. And I feel like it's when you need it most that you get those kinds of messages. Yeah, um, I've had that before, even with my dad. I've had dreams that are like, and it's it's so interesting because I know skeptics out there will be like, "Oh, it's your subconscious that you know really needs um, comforting, and mm-hmm. so your your mind conjures it up." And I'm like, "Ah, shut! I don't, <laughs> I don't believe that." Because yeah, for me, it always comes at a time that it's like I didn't actually realize that I needed it. Maybe or like, yeah, yeah. It's only in hindsight that I'm like, "Oh, so." Th- I'm so glad that I got that message because now that this thing is happening, had I not had that message, I would have been really down in the dumps or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've, I can relate. And I've had stuff like that where it's like, my dad 
my dad comes to me in dreams in seasons i feel like every mm. maybe twice a year i'll have like a week of just dreaming of my dad non-stop wow. and then, then i won't dream of him anymore i'll even yeah. forget that i ever had a dad um but it's always stuff that's like it's never like oh just a random dream it's conversational it's like i'm talking mm. to him yeah yeah, yeah. also acknowledging his death all the time like i'm literally talking to him from beyond every time wow yeah every single it's time beautiful. it is very comforting isn't it because i think sometimes those people it's like again it sounds very really hippish but it's like okay you're my it's like a guardian angel a little bit yeah that's like, what it it's is. like you are protecting me and you're you're still here but just in, in another life i guess yeah yeah i like that they i feel like these dreams where it's not just memories and and random stuff and it's mm. like the person is visiting you in your today that's yeah that's them talking to you 100%. yeah like she was in she was in my current flat do you know what i mean yeah um, oh ironing for you that's so cute yeah she's always so ironing cute. and i was just like oh my god like yeah you're back so it was yeah it wasn't like a memory it was like no. oh my god you're here you're here yeah um, and you knew yeah. that she had passed because that's probably why you were crying like yeah because i was like oh my god like yeah it's so strange it's really really strange it's beautiful we have to take these messages as messages yeah yeah Let's not be skeptics. They definitely are. Yeah. That was a bit of an emotional one, wasn't it? It was. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. No toxic thoughts today. No, I think it's time for us to prove that, like, we're not actually that toxic. You know what I mean? We're like, not toxic. We're trying to be <laughs> the best people we can be. We're very invested in growing. I've been thinking yeah. about that, like, I don't want to toot our own horns, but I genuinely think we are among the most concerned with growth people that I know. Like, I swear to you. Yeah. 100%. Dust that. <laughs> look, I see a little dust in your shoulder, girl. Dust it off. <laughs> There's another thing you can get, because... <laughs> Sometimes you have to talk your shit. That and if I true. can talk my shit... I want it to be that. I don't need to talk shit about how much I earn and my, my I don't know, being a boss bitch. I, yeah, yeah. We're so concerned with being good people and with growing. We are. Yeah, sorry. It's funny because I just mentioned it yesterday or today. Remember I cried when I had COVID because I said, I'm just not a boss bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was literally for this living room and I broke down in tears. I was like, I'm just not a boss bitch. Like, <laughs> I hope you remember being like, oh my God. <laughs> You know what you don't know how to consult. So I was like, oh my God, what's going on? Babe. I fully get it. I fully your tears made sense, but it was just caught me off guard. Bless you. <laughs> but um, no, to go to back to um back to what you were saying. No, I do think like us being good people is yeah, it's a top priority. Like top for top, sure. Top. Like and yeah. it's it's not for everybody. I think a lot of people are really cool with being pieces of shit. And yeah. do you know what? There's a middle ground. Not everyone is cool with being a piece of shit. I think a lot of people find it too overwhelming to look at themselves mm. in the mirror. And they want better. They actually want to be better people. But facing yourself is one of the most daunting and vulnerable things you can ever do. And that's really hard for a lot of people. Um, yeah. But I think we've normalized looking at ourselves in the mirror a lot. Maybe too much even yeah 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 exactly because I think I was actually thinking about like even how I felt about my mom and I was writing about my mom publicly 
when I was like 23. Mm. Genuine, like, I remember even my Mother's Day post wasn't, I love you, mom, thank you so much. I remember, it was like, yeah. Yeah, it was like me and my mom have a very difficult relationship and we're, we're growing. Yeah, like, yeah. That takes so much strength and like, I think it eliminates like a lot of like shame that you used to have around my Hundred percent, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. Mother's Day or like New Year's used to feel uncomfortable because she used to call me and I used to think, Oh god, yeah. like I feel but me having to just face that and just just accept sometimes. Sometimes it's about accepting like we don't have that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And that's fine. And the only way is up from here because yeah. <laughs> Because yeah, currently you've demonized her. So yeah. yeah. It makes a yeah. lot of sense. But um no, facing yourself is one of the most uncomfortable things ever because it's not you can't just face yourself and think, nah, all right. There's it's something like, that has to be done afterwards. Yeah, oh, there's yeah. that floor, there's that floor. And there's no clear resolution as well. Yeah, like, yeah. You don't just, like, you don't just, you don't just go to therapy and just say, oh, this is my problem. It's like, oh, you need to do this. No, there's sometimes, no clear answer. Sometimes the solution is just accepting it. 100%. That's yeah. one of the biggest things that I'm working through in therapy at the moment is, um, like, this is how you know that. I'm, I'm so concerned with being a, a good person. Is that I try, I've overdone it with my intent to be good and and fair and right and just all the time to the point that I now try to bucket everything in in right or wrong boxes. So like if I have a feeling, I don't even allow myself to feel it because I'll be like, is it right? Is it right to Mm -hmm. feel like this? And like, how do my feelings impact other people? Is me feeling like this fair on the person that maybe I feel like this towards? Because- you know, first of all, let's consider their lives and their experiences and, and the reason that they've upset me. Have I considered that? And now let's consider, did they mean to even upset me in the first place? And then let's consider how I feel by it. And am I overdoing it with how much I feel? And every single step of the process is me abandoning my own feelings mm. because I'm trying to rationalize it on the basis of being a good person. So it's like... it. There, there is such thing as doing it too much and I definitely fall into that category I think it, I was I was actually saying to you, this to you earlier I think it's come from having experiences in my life where I felt like I wasn't treated fairly and mm. justice wasn't served yeah so there's it's, it's double-sided in for me now where I'm really concerned with justice in general because I feel like it's when things that are bad are happening, you can't not say anything. If you don't say anything, bad things will continue to happen. So let's use our voices. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also just because I have experienced bad things, I'm like, I will never want to do bad to other people because I can't be that person that inflicts pain on somebody in the way that pain has been inflicted on me. Yeah. You've been practicing the wrong things, basically. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sometimes. Or like, yeah, or again, as we said earlier, it's about like application. It's like, yeah, so in some senses, this is perfect, like that you can practice compassion and you want to deep, you want to take a deep dive into someone to understand them. But then there comes a time and a place and time that should never place, be yeah. at the expense of your safety or expense. your happiness. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, or that like, whole... you know, some... Sorry, go on. Like, sometimes it's it's okay to communicate that. Oh, you're... Like, give people... You can give people grace sometimes, but... It comes with reason as well. Like, mm. Some some people aren't aware that they might be hurting you, but if you've said it once, twice, and they're just not hearing it, then yeah. that's up to you to take yourself out of the situation. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. The, the danger in being overly compassionate is that you're, you become so used to neglecting your own feelings 
and not even allowing yourself to feel your own feelings. So when that point comes that you should remove yourself, you don't because you're in a you you formed a habit of not listening to yourself and not yeah exactly yeah not taking yourself seriously almost yeah. yeah yeah I'm finding it really interesting that unpacking that and like the process that the process of practicing allowing myself to feel and now mm. that I'm aware of it and I'm trying to do it more I am in shock at just how often I do it <laughs> I do it all the time I dismiss my own feelings all the time I try to rationalize them away constantly and it can be the smallest of feelings it could even be like um I'm tired Mm. and when I when I'm tired I won't just be like I'm tired man I'll be like why am I tired what did I do (laughs) what the hell did I do that could make me so tired yesterday (laughs) was I not sitting down for at least six hours and I said hey why am I tired do you know what we're going out we're going to the gym <laughs> because there's no reason to be tired right now. It's like, sis, just feel your you're okay to just, accept and feel your feelings. Yeah. That's a practical one. Obviously, there's the yeah. feeling side, but that that is you to a T. Like, I, I dismiss like myself. Sometimes you literally got back from an operation and you were there on the stove making chai tea. It's crazy. Like, <laughs> it's like sit sit down. Like, like, I dismiss myself. And the logic yeah. is like, is my leg broken? When <laughs> I'll stand up and be like. When I stand out, do I feel pain? Nah. We, we can make tea then, can't we? <laughs> Constantly dismissing my own feelings. It's a different boy. I'll be limping from the... <laughs> I'm probably that person that when I cut myself, the gushing wound will be open and I'll be poking it like, you're still hurting. Stop hurting. Why is it bleeding? Why is it still... It's just, just letting it be. I will not do it. I can't. <laughs> but it's it's, a, it's genuinely a mental thing. I'm so aware of it now. Like, I dismiss mm. my feelings constantly in the smallest yeah. of ways and in the biggest of ways. Yeah. And, and it never, it never, it just never works in your favour because yeah. people are not going to understand you. And if you allow people to never, if they don't have you down as someone who doesn't feel things, they're not going to feel for you. No, exactly. That's actually People true, are concerned yeah. about themselves. So if you not feeling is convenient for me, I'm then not going to bring it up. force me to feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. exactly. Yeah. But it's just that that practice, I hope this helps someone out there because it's been profound for me. That practice of like, n- when feelings come, mm. not thinking about why or who or, or, or questioning them, just accepting that my feelings are enough. Because honestly, mm. I'm constantly judging my own feelings. Like, is it fair for me to feel this way? That's so insane. There is no such thing as a fair it's or unfair feeling. Debate. No. Yeah. And it's it's hard for someone like me who's so concerned with being fair. Yeah. But what I'm practicing now and getting better at is like, okay, I feel this thing. Um, My feeling is not what we, we need to question is fair or not. Mm. What we can talk about is what I do with the feeling. Yeah. If I'm angry with someone, we don't need to talk about... It's hard, though. It's nuanced because there are times that I'm like, eventually it's good for me to question why I feel something because if I'm angry with someone, and I actually shouldn't be because maybe they didn't do anything for me to me and it's actually me projecting and I'm, maybe I'm jealous of them and that's why I'm angry, then, yeah, there mm. needs to be some questioning that happens. But after the fact, like I need to allow myself to deal with the feelings and accept them after the fact, the next question is like, what am I doing with these feelings? Am I now going out and slapping somebody because I feel something? Or am mm. I just accepting that I feel it and sitting in it and not necessarily reacting off the back of it? Then after that, after I've gone through that process of allowing myself to feel, 
I can maybe, not always, but maybe question why did I feel that way? Should yeah. should I have felt that way? If I shouldn't have, maybe, you know, I need to work on X, Y, Z about myself. If I don't think there's any to think, anything to think about, sometimes it's just a normal human emotion to react and feel, then I can let it be. Mm-hmm. It, I, I think I try to, in the past, I've tried to do all of those things at the same time, as opposed to allowing myself to kind of walk through that process. Yeah, process. Because sometimes yeah. you don't even know, like, it, it could be jealousy. It could be the, the fact that somebody's not being very tactful about how they're speaking about something. Yeah. It could be like they are just a general straight up asshole. Well, you could be, I don't know, your period might be due and you're being completely like exaggerative of what's going on. Yeah. But I yeah. think acknowledging your own feelings and just sitting and sitting in that for just a little while to just let it kind of like fester out a little bit. And then you can even approach the person and even the way that you're approaching the person might be like, I'm feeling this way. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Right. What, what do you think? And it opens yeah. up a conversation. And like these things are never like surface level things. There's always a deeper issue. Yeah. So, for example, the way that that person might be like talking about something, they might be bragging because really they're actually very insecure about something else, and that's where they place all their self worth. Yeah, um, yeah. So they might yeah. they might not be very tactful, or very mindful of like where you're at with that situation. Yeah. Um. And that version yeah. of approach is is so important because it's it, it's it doesn't assume that somebody's accountable for your feelings. Yeah. Sometimes your feelings are just your feelings, and mm. there's a conversation that's worth having that doesn't necessarily need to end in finger pointing or blame. It's just mm. I need you to be aware that this is how I feel, and and it might it might be nothing to do with you, but because of the standing or who you are in my life, it's important for you to know this. So let's talk about it. Yeah. So it's it's good to go at it like that because you can't. I think sometimes people go to people with their feelings where it's like, you made me feel like this. And it's like, <laughs> you can't attach blame to every feeling. Yeah. Like maybe, it's not it's, fault. maybe it's not that person's fault. Maybe, maybe it's relevant for them, but it's not their fault. So going with that <laughs> openness of like, this is just what I'm feeling, by the way. Let's talk about it. It's, it's good. Yeah, yeah. I do that a lot with the guy that I'm dating. I'm always like, I'm not saying you're doing this. I'm just saying, I feel like yeah. this is- yeah. Um, and it's not helpful when you do this, but if you've done this, it would actually be a bit more helpful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not coming from a standpoint of like attack um is usually quite helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Every relationship. Yeah. Ah, anyway, if only that fool that I was seeing had such a wise head on his shoulders. Exactly. It's all about application. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I found my husband though, you know. I've told you. One thing I'm always going to do is keep it blood clots <laughs> moving. <laughs> I, I found my husband, but the thing is, I found my husband from time. I found my husband before, like midway through, I was with this guy. <laughs> and I said it. I said that, you know, that's my husband. Yeah. So, do you know why I'm saying this? Yeah. It's so that if we actually get married on our wedding day, we're going to play this snippet. This terrible audio quality, but yeah. Everyone's going to leave the wedding. But genuinely, if it's actually my husband, everyone, I don't know what to say. What, what, everyone give me a thousand pounds. Like, how does it work? We'll Maybe. just say we're well, part, of, part of your story. Oh, fine. I guess he, I guess he should be enough of a gift. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but watch, watch this space because I know, I know. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I need the update because I don't know 
there's I, I, the thing is the update is not an update but this is a spiritual thing <laughs> so yeah i'm gonna leave it at that but i'm just saying this so that it's out and it's documented <laughs> that i said it do you know what? i'm actually really here for it um i just do you know what i think with this guy i just need to put like a face to a name i, I don't even know his name <laughs> Oh, you don't know his name? <laughs> I, don't, I only recently found out his name. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's a spiritual thing. Okay. And it is, it's going to, I just, in my spirit, that's my husband. I'm not going to tell the story for why I know. Okay. But, but that's my husband. So, yeah. Hopefully. My mom can finally stop complaining. The grandkids are on their way. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, we love it, we love it. <laughs> But, um, yeah, guys, it's been a movie. Hope oh, my head is pounding. Oh, bless you. No, yeah, it's time to rest up, man. I've tried to deliver. We've, you really tried. You did your job. <laughs> you actually did your job. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna lay, lay down again. Please do treat yourself, make sure you yes. do something nice. Yeah, and also, guys, don't forget to join our WhatsApp community. Join the group, it's join fun, it's popping off. It is, it is quite funny, actually. Friends. Yeah, I find it really funny. Um, yeah, it's so And we're getting, like, international joiners now, I've noticed. Yeah, we are. We actually are. Um, but, yes, join the um, WhatsApp group. The link will be in this episode. Um, Bio, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it doesn't work, message us on Instagram as well. We can add you manually. Yeah, because a couple of people have had issues. But, yeah, we can just add you manually if you message us on Instagrams. Yes. But, um, yeah. Can you follow us? Yeah. Lots of follow. People that don't follow us, can you just follow, please? That would make <laughs> a world of difference to us. We're actually, you know, trying to build something here. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. And it's all good and well to listen. But please follow. I, for- I forgot to beg for my stars. I'm, I'm so dead. You know, I don't even know if you need to beg anymore. People seem to be... Yeah. I don't have to catch up with old episodes, but... <laughs> they're it's following instru- instructions, Yeah. <laughs> thank you for the stars um but yeah guys enjoyed that one i did it was nice hopefully we never have to record again yeah we won't we won't we won't fingers crossed but i mean if we do need to shit happens yeah all right my loves we shall see you next week adieu see you next week bye Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.